From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody... Got a lot to get through, Squirrel. I mean, a lot to get through. Now, we're going to talk about the feeble fascist fraud, the most obvious asset of enemies foreign and domestic, the saboteur. Joe Robinette, my pants are wet, Biden. And apparently he stumbled onto a leprechaun in Ireland. Did you see that little fella? I think he's the president of Ireland. You should rub him. Check his crevasses for a four-leaf clover, because you're going to need a lot of luck after the fact that uh, you got a guy that just beefed on you. Testified that you knew about everything. It's out in the open. But on my way here, I was listening to the news on the way here. And I have to tell you, it is a startling reality when you're not living in the sewer for a long period of time. And you come back to decent areas. Areas that had massive real estate that was commercial and thriving and for sale. And now when I come here to studio uh, that the, the station is in. And you see the businesses ripped to the ground. They're tearing down office centers they're tearing down in strip malls storefronts they're tearing down everything and the average person doesn't know why because they're going to pay the vacant uh uh, land tax it's much cheaper than leaving up a perfectly good seven thousand square foot storefront you're seeing it all over and i can't help but notice too squirrel the bums got very aggressive their shoes are still crystal clean in fact there was a bum over here on arlington heights road his pants were ironed You're asking for money? If I would have had more time and the light was red a little longer, I'd have robbed him and taken his pants. Because I don't like how this is going. You see, it's the destruction of a once great place. And it all starts with the mafia headquarters. Shytown. It was a lengthy fight against the unions to land Chicago's first Walmart at North Avenue in Cicero. The West Side big box store has been open since 2006. But 37th Ward Alderman Emma Mitz says it hasn't been easy. She fought By the way, did you ever take a look at Emma Mitz? Did you ever take a look at Emma Mitz? I, 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 I'd have, I could have swore she used to be walking by the old stadium. She's got a floppy head on. She looks like a quarter horse. She could barely talk. Hard to get the store in her ward and has worked even harder to keep it. We still work, and we'll go in and work with the um, store managers. And we know when a store manager changes. We know when new employees come in. Know when the shelves are not clean. Well, mid store. Well, why does the older person know what the work schedule is? Why does the older? You see, because this is how it works in that sewer. The aldermen shake down the businesses. They put in their sycophants. They all vote Democrat, and they try to implement the union. I am excited about Walmart leaving the ghetto. Now you're going to get what you deserve. Nothing. Was spared. Walmart announced four other Chicago locations are closing on Sunday, including a superstore in Chatham and three neighborhood markets in East Lakeview, Little Village and Bronzeville. Lack of profits, theft and security issues are some of the reasons behind the decision. Instead of just looking at the bottom line, I think these retailers need to focus on where did they drop the ball? What did you say? Hey, stupid. What did you say? Because you obviously have no idea what it's like outside of these ghettos run by Democrat morons. You see, Walmart makes approximately $1.1 billion a year. They average $3 million in sales every single fracking day. 
90% of U.S. residents, 90% live within 15 minutes of a Walmart. Unless, of course, it's a hellhole ghetto. And the problem wasn't Walmart didn't know what to do. They knew exactly what to do. And they should have never opened up a store in a third world hellhole. Alderman Mitt says communication between corporate executives, the community, and the store is vital to keep these locations open. After Walmart reopened stores following looting in 2020, Mitt says her store... Now let's think about that for a minute. You remember George Floyd, which I believe is coming up on his third year anniversary of being sober, that low-life piece of dung that he is, that he inspired hells burning across the nation. They rebuilt. And now what did you do? Kim Fox, with her peanut-shaped head, said you could steal a thousand a day. Well, the people who own stock in Walmart said, not at my Walmart, or we close that son of a gun down. Others have been hanging on like a thread. It's not a law that we want to have an award, so we're going to do whatever we need to do uh, to make it work, whether it's coming up with a new vision or whether it's working on a vision that's already in place. No, no, no. See, that's that's government Democrat mafia moron speak. For we're going to beg for more welfare cheese to try and lure somebody else to come in and open a business up in a third world. Let's see how that goes. 21st Ward Alderman-elect Ronnie Mosley is beginning his new job with the loss of a Chatham Walmart in What's your Hughes idea, Ward. Ronnie? Uh, we have to figure out, going forward, how do we have the best environment that keeps us thriving. From a veteran alderman... Uh, civilization? You stop with the stealing and the shooting and the robbing and the mayhem? Of course, you'd have to get an entirely new city. To a new one, Mitt suggests Mosley not give up on the Walmart in his ward. She suggests meeting with Walmart executives, and if that doesn't work, make some noise by protesting. Protest! That'll lure them. Stay, or we'll burn down the store you're leaving. You have nothing. This is what the Marxists, the socialists, the gangsters don't understand. You really have nothing. You've managed to destroy the quality of life in a a phenomenal city, a hub of multiple industries, all vacant buildings. And it won't be long. You're going to see those skyscrapers come down just like I see the strip malls around this part of Cook County. Or should I say Crook County? And you all know what it is. You're going to protest? You're only putting the period on the end of their sentence. You're only making their shareholders cheer. That they weren't stupid enough to allow Kim Fox to have them miss a thousand dollars a day per scumbag. That's not a thousand dollars a day per store. It's per scumbag. That's why they're closing. You got nothing. So protest away and show me who you really are. And that leads me to the big thing in Tennessee. The 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 guns right advocate, the whole nine yards. Where did he originally come from? Well, I dug up a little bit of information. It's uncomfortable. You remember when George Floyd first entered the sobriety after he was murdered. The only time in his miserable life he was ever clean and sober for more than three hours. That lit the protests across the nation. You remember. Amanda, thank you. New tonight, Nashville human rights activist Justin Jones is facing new criminal charges in connection with a protest last summer outside the state capitol downtown. Metro DA Glenn Funk in his office. This is inconvenient, isn't it? This is from right after George Floyd started taking a dirt nap. That we started protesting and burning things down and tearing Walmarts apart. Sharing this video this afternoon, which his office says is the basis for these charges. It shows Jones and others blocking traffic on Charlotte Avenue at the foot of the Capitol and antagonizing drivers who are trying to pass. Not antagonizing. What? Listen to the language. Oh, you were antagonizing? I'm easy to antagonize. You weren't antagonizing. You were storming the cars. You were throwing things at the car. You were trying to break the windows and pull the people out. You're not antagonizing. 
On his Twitter page hours ago, Jones says these two additional counts mean he now faces a total of 14 charges. Jones was demonstrating in support of efforts to remove a bust of Ku Klux Klan leader Nathan Bedford. No, that's not why. It was just that was after the Floyd riots and they figured out how to put lips. Take the statues down. Take it all down. I don't know. You got your way in utopia. How's it feel? It was a lengthy fight against the unions to land Chicago's first Walmart. By the way, there's another good victory for capitalism against the unions, because what you're forgetting to realize is the amount of money in taxes this generates for your phony baloney pensions, your phony baloney schemes. Every store that you take out is tens of millions of dollars into that system where you pretend you earn that pension. You know the ones. In the meantime, it's nice to see there is a way out of the hellhole. It's called board up your store and get out. And that's what's going to happen time in and time out. Now, to prove my point about the feeble fascist, who is clearly an asset of enemies, foreign and domestic, you remember what your mother told you when you brought home a date? If the dog doesn't like her or the kids don't like her, she's no good. Well, here's an Irish baby. Joe Biden as he tried to sniff the baby. And then here's an Irish hound as Joe Biden tries to pet him. Calm down. Bad dog. Bad dog. That's not a wolf. No, it's not a leprechaun either. It's a crook. A rotten crook. And everything I've accused him of being since he reared his ugly skeleton head. Room in there next to Jack Ruby's pistol. Mike McCormick worked for Joe Biden as a White House stenographer. And Mike joins us now. So, Mike, what went down on that trip that you're aware of? Thanks for having me on, Jesse. Well, what happened on that trip was Joe Biden was in the front of the plane. My job as a White House stenographer was to be in the back of the plane in the press cabin. And if a white, if Joe or a senior administration official came back and did a briefing, and then I would record it and make a transcript. Well, that's exactly what happened. That senior administration official was Jake Sullivan, who's now our national security advisor. So I didn't see anything wrong with it at the time. Years go by. I've left the White House. I'm writing books and I get a hold of the Hunter Biden laptop from Marco Polo. Uh, They're a nonprofit, anti-corruption nonprofit. About a year and a half ago, I started writing a substack based on what I find. And then I go back over what I knew happened when I was working for Joe. I found the transcript that I wrote about that briefing. That's when Jake Sullivan starts talking about fracking. And because of what I'd read in the laptop and reported in my Substack previously, I'm like, wait a minute. Joe Biden knew Hunter Biden was already on the board on April 18th. Joe Biden knew. He directed Sullivan to go back and talk to the press. This is a conspiracy. This is a crime. This is public corruption. That's what the FBI is supposed to investigate. But they didn't want to investigate that. They protected the evidence. This is an impeachable, impeachable, prima facie evidence that is a direct link to who Joe Biden really is. A short-in-the-pants gangster. It's who he's always been, and now he's going to divert it in some other lie. The single existential threat to the world is climate change. We don't have a lot of time, and that's a fact. Wrong. The single existential threat to the world is the American Democrat mafia. 
led by Joe Robinette, my pants are wet Biden. Because since you stole the most important office in the world, the rest of the world is experiencing death, mayhem, financial collapse. Look at what you've done. Now rub that leprechaun and look for that, what does they call it, a four-leaf clover? Look for it in all the crevices. He looks like he'll enjoy it. 312-642-5600. You're fired. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free. On the Sean Thompson Show, on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. I don't know who's going to be more excited about Walmart pulling out the shareholders or the people that were working there and forced to be neutered as their store was turned into a ghetto shopping free zone. Michael on the south side. Sean. Uh, my best to you and your loved ones, and uh, thank you for taking my call. You too, my friend. Uh, you can't make this stuff up. Reverend Michael Flager held a press conference outside of the Walmart Superstore super um, on Stewart to call Walmart corporate racists for closing down the store. Mm-hmm. And yet, he did this the day after some woman stole six televisions from that same store. Well, she was entitled to those televisions. And uh, now maybe we could ask the CPS students who are being uh, abused by their so-called teachers. Why are there no Walmarts in Cuba or Venezuela? Why are there no Walmarts in any third world hellhole? Is it because the governments are corrupt or the climate of profitability doesn't exist? And we'll let them figure it out. The good news is there are no grades given in CPS school. Everybody graduates. So it won't hold one of them back the way they should be held back until they learn how to read that the people who pretend to be teaching them are morons themselves. Thank you, Michael. I do love it. It's one giant comedy show. This is the part for you to enjoy. Just take it all in. It is spectacular. And then play a little Benny Hill music. In the background, quiet and soft as they give you the news. That's how I like to watch the news. Kevin, Austin, Texas. Hey, Sean. Uh, you know, you being of uh, Scotch Irish descent, you're very familiar with this concept. You've probably done it at Alcon. I am Norwegian and Italian. Several My grandmother times. was a liar and she was a Ulster Scot, but I pay no attention to that. Go ahead. Yeah, Scotch Irish. I get it. So, anyhow, it, <laughs> there's a concept you're familiar with. You've probably done it at Alcon many times probably at the Country Club Motel uh, on North <laughs> Avenue. It's called the Irish Goodbye. Yeah. When the party's over, everything's done, you're just going to leave. I was it's never at the Country Club on North Avenue. The lady just knew my name because she knew my family. Thank you very much, Kevin. I appreciate you. <laughs> George Naperville. Sean, what are you worried about Walmart? The new mayor has promised to keep our beloved Chicago Bears in the city. Who, the real Soon question we'll is... we'll be doing the Super Bowl shuffle again. The real question is, who's leaving... Who else is leaving? I have a I have a sneaky suspicion the Omaha Cubs are the next to drop the the hammer. Cream Puff Jim in the belly of the beast, wallowing in the success of Chicago, all because he sold his soul for a stupid pension check. How you doing, Chubby? Yeah, Sean, how are you? Are you high and dry down there? I hope in Florida, but God, I'm back in I'm back in the sewer. Can't you tell? I'll be out of here soon, though. I'll be out of here soon. But my side is a much better than the East Coast. East Coast, there's too many Democrats. Nothing good happens. I know it. Yeah. Anyway, what's got me is I'm thinking of Elmer Gantry and St. Clair Lewis. Wrote in the 20s. It's similar to today because you know the corporates and the money interests got behind these preachers. And they weren't interested in religion at all. They were interested in controlling the population and making more money because that's all they're interested in is money. 
Yeah, the same thing's happening today. The same thing's the identical things happening. First of all, it's a great ago. movie, and I'm a huge Burt Reynolds fan. The book is fantastic. Yeah. You know, it's all fantastic. But your point is yeah. right on. This is what happens when you think. You can bribe Mike Madigan's mafia law firm. You can bribe Ed Burke's mafia law firm. You can bribe these 50 moron aldermen. And you think they're going to leave you alone. They're never going to leave you alone. And if there are not standards on both sides, Chicago is what you get. And that's what that's really what uh, Elmer Gantry was all about. And I couldn't agree more with you. I think it's a for yeah. once. Yeah, you finally made a relevant it, it point. Bert, I just thought it was, it was Bert Lancaster. Would you need to know that? It was Bert Lancaster. He played he terrific. That's what I said. Didn't I but, say Bert Lancaster? You played Bert Reynolds. Oh, did I say Bert Reynolds? Well, you're, 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 it doesn't uh, matter. I, got my you're, 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 I love them both, taking, but Bert Lancaster. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're, you're taking a lot of phone calls. Anyway, yeah. thanks for taking my call, and you have a good night in Chicago. You too, Take care, buddy. And uh, I also always get the, the fat Irish communist uh, mixed up, too. I call her Mama Cass. It's not Mama Cass, it's something else. But you know what I mean. I get them confused. But one thing you can never confuse is the result of the mafia. You can never confuse it. North Avenue in Cicero, the West Side big box store has been open since 2006. But 37th Ward Alderman Emma Mitz says it hasn't been easy. She fought hard to get the store in her ward and has worked even harder to keep it. We still work and we'll go in and work with them. Why do you think that she works? Do you think that there's an off chance that maybe there's one alderman? Maybe one that understands the benefit to having that business is not just employment or not just the items that they offer to your constituents, but the revenue they generate. So you can run your phony businesses, your municipal workshop payoffs to union thugs. That's what's losing. You see, that's the real thing to focus on here. Who's going to make up the difference? The property owner. So all of your taxes, all of your sales taxes, and they've got a lot of ways to come up with new taxes. Because what Chicago did that was really the nail in the coffin is you put in a child, an intellectual child, a true believer Marxist who thinks the money is endless and businesses will stay because they have to. That's the one thing the socialist, the communist, the Fourth Reich mafia member in America doesn't understand. The beauty of capitalism is it's a participation sport. And you decide if you're going to be the worker, if you decide if you're going to be the one taken advantage of, or if you're going to be a half-assed, butter-handed gangster. Those are the ones that vote Democrat. 312-642-5600. Got a homeboy uh, in the deal. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show at AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. On a cold and gray Chicago morning. <laughs> you know, you would think you'd look back and say, whew, they've they corrected some things. It's much, you know, better now. It's worse than when Elvis made this song. It's freaking worse. See, that's what happens when you do nothing and you pretend failure is normal. When you listen to people who've done nothing their entire lives, pretend to have solutions rather than what they really have, money schemes. That's where the Joe Biden really shines. I'll tell you, this bulldung artist, he's really good at lying, cheating, stealing, and undermining the principles to this nation as he proves to be not just a failure, but a traitor. The single existential threat to the world is climate change. So this was uh, reminded me of something. I remember seven years ago, Squirrel, you know, most people can't remember seven days ago, 
Seven years ago, at that time, she was an EPA Obama stooge by the name of McCarthy. Yes, she was. She didn't look like the uh, the Irish president. She didn't look like a leprechaun, but she could have been if they came like six feet and stupid looking. But anyway, uh, I remember her getting embarrassed in front of Congress back when we had decent good people. Freedom, responsibility, openness of government, etc. Let me ask you, what percentage of the atmosphere is CO2? What percentage of the atmosphere is CO2? I don't have that calculation for you, sir. Maybe uh, you could tell us what your personal uh, uh, guess is on what percentage of the CO2. I, I don't make those guesses, sir. You're the head of the EPA, and you don't know. You've based, you have all of these laws based on all of it. Oh, you're going to get your staffer to tell you now. But you're the head of the EPA, and you did not know what the what percentage. And, and now you are basing policies that impact dramatically on the American people, and you didn't even know the bait, what the content of CO2 in the atmosphere was, which is the justification. It's a good question, right, Squirrel? I mean, after all, you're willing to tax people. You want to change the entire economy. You want to rip down what we have and rebuild it. I mean, of course, you're going to get bribed by all of the contractors and all the businesses. What is, Squirrel, what is the percentage of CO2 in the atmosphere? Very interesting question. Let's see. For the very policies you're talking about? No, that Well, that thank is, you. I, if you, I, if I, you're I, asking me how much CO2 is, is in the atmosphere, not a percentage, but how much, we have just reached levels was, of 400 asking, parts yeah, per I million. Think I was very- so she's oh, not going to give you the idiot. percentage, but they know the bullet points to stoke fear. Mindless, insane fear. And it's through this fear that we've let these whores... These whores destroy businesses and backdoor nationalize everything. All because you're afraid. What exactly are you morons afraid of? Very clear what I was asking, and I was very clear you didn't know. Let me ask you if uh, CO2, from what I have understand, uh, is only one-tenth, or excuse me, one-half of one-tenth of one percent. One-half of one-tenth of one percent. It was my understanding that there would be no math. I know. One half of one tenth of one percent. Are you out of your fracking mind? And we're doing all of this? And this was seven years ago. The good news is the Americans that occupied this country seven years ago were so outraged, they threw out every rat Democrat shortly after this. So let's see a congressman by the name of La Malfal. Is that how you say his name? How do you say his name? I don't know. He's a congressman. From California, and apparently the only good one, because it certainly isn't Kevin McCarthy's point. He should have been cheering this, chanting this, since Joe Biden started to backdoor nationalize every part of our energy sector. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Panelists, let me just go right down the line real fast. By the way, this is the entire bureaucracy in our government that's trying to change things. What percent of our atmosphere is CO2? Take your best guess. You don't have to be asked. Today, Squirrel, today. All down the line. Repeat that question. What percent (laughs) of our atmosphere is CO2, carbon dioxide? Wild guess. It's okay. I'll bite 5%. Five. These are the guys that are demanding a change. These are the regulations. These are the people that want to destroy your quality of life. And his answer is, I'll bite 5%. It's like spin the wheel in Vegas, only nobody has any teeth and you're in some 
two-bit casino 70 miles off the strip. I'll just follow you. Then. <laughs> Listen to these idiots. We'll go seven. That's my favorite number. I'll see their five and um, suggest that we know that transportation causes 49% of CO2, so that's why we're all... We know that transportation causes 49% of CO2. Yeah, but what, per- what percent of the atmosphere is CO2, dummy? Dummy! And by the way, where'd you get that 49%? Did you pull it out of your shoe? And I was being kind with you. Working on okay. energy transition. All right. So what number do you think it is? Eh, five. Five? How about you? I didn't hear you, Mr. Oh, Dreher. Seven. Seven. Did you have one, uh, Mr. Boyd? So we got a five, seven. Uh, the price is right. Eight. I'm going to get the high end. It's a fracking right. joke, isn't it? Well, I, I appreciate that, and I don't mean to I put you on ice. I ask a lot of people that because all we hear is climate change, climate change, CO2, CO2. I heard a couple of you on the panel saying you're looking to change your vehicles to electric, even though we don't have the electric grid. And me as a farmer, I wouldn't be real happy about running out and replacing $300,000, $500,000, million-dollar pieces of equipment because someone wants it to be electric. See, they try to compartmentalize this information because they want every one of us to buy the lie without any knowledge, any understanding of the ramifications of all of us having to adapt to this scam. And by the way, where's the electricity come from? You know, the holes in the wall, you stupid... The answer is 0.04%. Not 1%, not a half of a percent. It's 0.04%. And it's gone up from 0.03 over the last couple of decades. This is what we're being all contorted into doing is this tiny change in CO2. If we, go, if we get below 0.02, plant life starts dying off. So that's an important thing. If you go too low, then all the stuff dies. The crops don't grow. This is what I think the trader to America, the one who's bought off from the Communist Party in China and oligarch war, wars in Europe, oligarch scam artists in Ukraine. This is the goal. That's why they buy up the hundreds of thousands of agricultural acres and nobody plants on them. That's why they misuse bureaucracies so nobody can plant or you plant what they tell you to plant. This is another prima facie evidence of the corruption of the Democrat mafia. Because what they don't want you to know is that every 70 years, squirrel, every 70 years, the center of the earth changes direction. It goes from east to west to east to west every 70 years. And it's done that for what scientists can track to billions of years. That's the change in weather patterns. That's why it repeats itself. That's why when you watch the news and they tell you it's the warmest day, it's always 70 years plus ago. That's why, in the meantime, they got you worried about one half of one tenth of one percent, and they're changing our entire economy? How does it affect us? New research has some insight. Scientists throughout history have mapped the inside of our planet by measuring the movement of seismic waves generated by earthquakes. Like This is Discover Geology. It's a scientific class that's given online. I figured it came nice with some nice music in case there's some CPS student who can't figure out how to change the station. I like to keep them dancing. Sound waves, these are reflected and refracted, and they change speed as they pass through rocks of different densities and flows. Geologists believe as the primordial earth cooled, heavy elements sank to the middle, and lighter elements floated to the top. 
the result was a multi-layer planet. The crust is the top 25-ish miles, then a 1,800-mile-thick inner and outer mantle made of highly pressurized, superheated rock, which flows... I can't remember if he says it or not. I was doing some research. What do you think, Squirrel? Let's play the guessing game like you were in Congress and you were in charge of, say, the economy through the FD or the EPA. How far do you think we've ever gone down? The farthest we've ever gone. What'd you say? Not even close. Less than 2.5 miles. Really slowly, like asphalt on a hot day. Under that is an inner and outer core made of heavy metals. This is where we think our magnetic field comes from. The outer core is a hot liquid iron alloy, and the inner core is probably solid nickel and iron. Thanks to some new computer models from the University of Leeds and the Swiss Federal Institute of Technology, we've modeled the inside of the planet a hundred times more accurately than ever before. The new model has revealed the moon-sized inner core is super-rotating in an easterly direction, and the outer core is flowing much slower in a westerly direction. This opposing rotation is like a generator that we think creates the magnetic field of our planet called the geomagnetic dynamo. Doomsday predictors complain about this field switching or disappearing altogether, but science has shown the magnetic field has already done that. Back in 1692, Edmund Halley, like the comet, showed that the Earth's magnetic field has a westward drift. And by looking at 30,000-year-old lava flows, geologists can tell it's also drifted eastward at times. That's not really what these doomsdayers mean, though. They mean a pole swap. North becomes south, south becomes north. OMG! This has happened, too. 780,000 years ago, during the Stone Age, the magnetic North Pole was actually on the bottom of the planet. Who was driving a Buick back then, Squirrel? Absolutely nobody. Their entire premise is a lie. They know nothing. And they're selling everything. Not because they want to fix anything, but because they want to nationalize every freaking life. Every dollar. Every decision. This whole green energy movement is a freaking lie. 312 642-5600. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. I was listening to the Sean Thompson show. I am saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just disgusting. Sexist pig. And an absolute disgrace. Thank you. AM560. The golden goose of fascism. Eco-Nazis. They've got all the answers. That's why every bust-out beggar bum. Oh, the CO2, we're going to go to net zero. In the meantime, they're just redefining our economy. Stealing trillions of dollars. Of course, they're going to get 30% back in campaign contributions. The one thing that we'll never tax. You're not fooling me, Democrat scourge. Of the atmosphere. Uh... And you believe that this minimal, tiny element, and by the way, only 10% of that, from what I understand, is actually man-made. And of course, whatever you're suggesting and is being suggested as the basis for uh, 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 creating these, these, what we consider draconian controls, is that one-tenth uh, that is man-made of the one-half of one-tenth of one-half of one percent, that that will have uh, an impact on the weather to the point that it will actually impact people's health. The gentleman's time... What about the center spinning? What about every 70 years how it changes direction? Does that have anything to do with it? Hey, stupid! 
McCarthy with your Boston accent. What does that have to do with it? Ah, you don't know. But you're going to solve the one-tenth of one-half of one-tenth of one-half of one-tenth of one-half. Huh, dummy? Rich, Indian Head Park. Hey, Sean, how you doing tonight? I hate being in this fracking sewer. I'm driving around. I got Democrats. I got bums who think they're entitled to money. But what will cheer me up, if I see a bum with iron pants and clean shoes on my way home, I'm beating him up and taking his money. Go ahead. (laughs) What I wanted to say is, how long are we going to continue to let this stumble bum embarrass uh, the United States? He goes over to Ireland. He brings his son along who... uh, Crack smoking? Does he think that he's some kind of American I think he's trying to keep him off the crack. I'm not sure if Ireland has crack. And if it is, they probably don't call it crack. They probably call it Blarney Stone. Yeah. Yeah. Knowing that uh, everybody knows that his son's under investigation. And on top of that, now we got a whistleblower saying uh, that he was getting kickbacks. Nothing new. When are they going to impeach this guy? Well, you're living in the ghetto where you got 50 thieves more on Alderman. You're a higher and you, they're going to throw out the case against Burke. They're going to throw out the case. You like it that way. Democrats expect their politicians to be thieves and whores and liars. That's yep. why they keep voting for him, Rich. So. Absolutely. In the meantime, let's hear a good story from the dimwit in diapers, huh? And uh, he brought back a book with a, a, a photograph on the front of the book. It had been just reprinted, the book, of a... A somewhat stout British captain in his quarters with right. a big bulldog sitting next to him. Don't worry, his story gets and some his steam name on was it. Captain George Biden. Yeah. Because he used to always kid me and saying, you know, Biden's English. You talk about the Irish, Biden's English. Maybe your great-great-grandmother worked in some sailor on a hump-hump joint, and they don't know who your dad is or your grandfather or how you got the name. They're just making you feel good about being the, the descendant of a tramp. Jan Hoffman Estates. Hey, listen, son, um, James O'Keefe's got a new thing on about uh, the DNC and how they get hundreds and thousands of billions of dollars from little $5 donors where they continually oh, making please. donations. It's, it's the DNC money laundering system. And you want to know what, Jen? James O'Keefe, I love him to death. He's absolutely right. And he should throw in the RNC because it's the same fracking scam, Jan. And unless we get the wherewithal and the, uh, yeah, and the, and the, and the, the testicle fortitude to make sure the restraints in this country are the only place they're supposed to be on the money in politics, it's going to be the same song and dance, kid. I hate to rain on your parade, but the Republicans have been in on this scam since Mitch McConnell was shaving. Did you see his face? Like an old lady's ass. Did you ever shave? You think he ever shaved? I think, I'll tell you what. I think Diane Feinstein is twice the man Mitch McConnell is. I hope she dominates him in the retirement home. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so The principle of our republic is brilliant. The way in which it's been bastardized is diabolical. The most important politician in this country was never to be the president. 
the president was supposed to be relatively neutered. The most important politician in this society, in the republic that is America, was always supposed to be the congressman. That is why they are elected most frequently. They are supposed to be closest to the people, representing the principles of this nation, and representing the people of their constituency. This, what we live in now, this this Fourth Reich top-down fascism was never intended. I'm excited at the idea people who understand this are often immigrants or first-generation Americans. It's not going to be the lazy, entitled American that inherited freedom. It'll be the one that wants to protect it. My next guest was one of those congresswomen. I remember her winning. I remember her being sworn in. Well, she actually took over. I remember her being sworn in, and I remember the best trader in Wall Street history, also known as an inside trading speaker of the House, elbowing her daughter. She is Myra Flores, former Texas congresswoman. Thank you for joining me, Myra. How are you? Thank you so much. I'm doing great. It is an honor to be here. Well, I was a fan of yours, and I was optimistic. I wanted you to win in perpetuity, and I had high hopes, and I still do, because I know you're you're <laughs> diligent. But I know your experience is so deep, the depth of it. You're the wife of a U.S. Custom Border agent. You're a mother. You understand how important this is. But more importantly, you also understand the principles of America. You were the uh, first Mexican-born congresswoman in America. Is that correct? That's right. Yes. I was uh, born in Burgos, Tamaulipas, Mexico, and uh, blessed to come here to the United States when I was uh, six years old. My father uh, is an American citizen, so we were we were able to come here to the United States um, uh, legally. Mm-hmm. He was able to bring his his family, and both my parents were, you know, migrant workers, and uh, we moved a lot. We worked in the cotton fields and the onion fields, and all that, you know, taught me to work hard. And oh. my father and my mother said, "If you work hard in the United States, you can accomplish anything." And you know, I never thought that I would ever <laughs> be a member of Congress, but. Well, Myra, what I'd like you to do on your resume, because I, you know, I've got it in front of me, and it says the first Mexican-born <laughs> congresswoman, and that is something, that is really, but that's not what the most impressive thing is. You're the first congresswoman to ever work hard, because what I see are a bunch of spoiled frauds, and I mean that. And it is outrageous to me, because I love the concept of our republic. I understand the importance, but I also realize how that position has been nullified to a certain extent and how it's been bastardized by this two-party duopoly. And I feel that you were a threat to it. And I'm curious to know what your experience was, because you, how did you get the seat, and what happened in your election? You know, I won it in a, in a special election. It was a Biden plus four seat. Unfortunately, my district was redistricted. They made it a Biden plus 16, and made it four times harder for me to win my re-election. Myra, we're from Chicago. I'm from Chicago. And this is the architect of American communism and the the mafia called the Democrat Party. And they do the exact same thing in Illinois, which is why you have a very small section that controls a city of corruption, a county of embarrassment that destroys the benefit of the people in the whole state. They run the whole state and they do this through the gerrymandering of the districting. So this happens to you, but you almost won. Yes, we overperformed. We had, you know, one of the biggest overperformers in the United States. Very proud of that. Um, but it was there was only so much that we could do, you know. And 
it was a, I was very disappointed, but at the same time, I'm, I am very proud of the work that I did, the work that the people of Texas 34 did, and they're forever in my heart, and I'm forever grateful that I had the opportunity to serve. And I didn't finish uh, fighting for the people in, in January. Um, I'm just getting started. You know, I'm 37 years old. I have a bright future ahead of me. Um, I have faith in God that he He has a bigger plan for me and my family and for our country as well. Well, Myra, I'm proud of your husband because uh, I have to tell you, as a father who is very, very protective, (laughs) I I wouldn't have cared that that 80-year-old dingbat worth 500 million elbowed my daughter. I would have just saw a grown-up elbowing my daughter. And your first experience is the dimwit elbowing your daughter and then lying to the nation about it, even as we had the video. And I'm wondering, what was your first experience like when you were in uh, uh, Washington, D.C., and the Democrats led by that bald-faced liar was was in charge? What was your experience in Washington? You know, I didn't see when that happened. I would have definitely uh, reacted it. to it, but I, I had no idea that that was happening. Um, and so proud of my daughter for the way that uh, yeah, she handled it. But... You know, I, I have to say the Re- Republican Party really did um, guide me. Um, they were very supportive of everything um, and and all my votes. And I was never pressured to do anything. They allowed me um, to be who I am and allowed me to, to express myself. I never felt pressured in any way by my colleagues. I actually felt that I had a lot of support. But from the Democrat Party, you know, I was constantly told to go back to Mexico, um, that I wasn't an, an American. Actually, my opponent, Vicente Gonzalez, who's a Democrat, said that, you know, I wasn't an, an American because I came here to the United States, you know, from Mexico. And he's like, I'm from Texas. I'm more of a Texan. And she's not even really? from here. How mature. Yeah, he just. It was it was crazy. That's what blows my mind, because Democrats are constantly criticizing the Republican Party and Republicans for, you know, for certain comments that we've never made, but they claim that we've made. Um, but yet they were racist with me. You know, I've never faced racism until I ran for Congress. I never believe, in yeah. my life. And, you know, Myra, this is something that's I wish I could say I'm shocked. But growing up in the sewer of corruption, Chicago. This is what they are. I was called this enchiladas, is... frijoles. I was called so many names by, you know, my opponent. Really? Um, he, you know, not only attacked myself and the way I look, he, you know, but also, you know, my family. I mean, I just went through so much. It's just these people are honestly, truly evil. Yes. Um, it, it was just, it was heartbreaking. It was heartbreaking to, to see how, how far people are willing to go and lose their soul. Um, to be in a position uh, of power. And I'd rather lose an election than lose my integrity. No, and I love that about you, and that's why I was excited to uh, be able to contact you, because I wanted you on. I've been curious, because you bring to it the intention of righteousness, you the love of country, you experienced it for a short enough time where it didn't destroy your perspective, but it also gave you a glimpse up close as what does it look like in the halls of Congress? How is it that K Street thrives no matter what the economy is? And yet all of these political, excuse me, I, I know you're a wonderful lady and a mother, but I call them political whores. These political whores who've never worked a day in their miserable life have backdoor nationalized every sector of our economy. And 
what is the pressure from lobbyists on Congress people? Did you experience any of that? I never had any experience. I never experienced that um, and was never pressured. Um, and I never allowed it. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I never allowed uh, anyone to pressure me to do anything. And I think that that's the reason why it never happened. They knew better. And who they was your fa- who was your favorite? Who took care of you the best? Who did you uh, agree with and philosophically? I mean, I know you were there for a short time, but you must have had time yes. to meet a couple of people that you liked and a couple of people, the experiences you talked about earlier. Who was your favorite? Well, you know, I love all my, my the Texas delegation, but of course, Mrs. Mrs. Tate and uh, Beth, you know, were we were only three women in the entire delegation, so we really... Uh, did support each other, um, and they they were truly amazing. But you know, Judge Carter as well. I mean, I, it's it's very hard. Yeah. Were <laughs> um, you able to see? Hard. Were you able to? Uh, did you have any interaction with the upper echelon of the administration? Did you see any of these people up close and personal? I did, but I never cared to waste my time talking to them. So. Yeah. Is Joe Biden as feeble and frail looking up close in person as he is on television as he's embarrassing the nation abroad right now? Uh, yes, he's, he's very <laughs> fragile and it, it is it's very sad, you know, that his family um, yeah. continues to put him in that position. If his family really cared for him, they would they would take him home. Yes, I agree. You know, with you. Um, to to spend the rest of the years that he, he has with his yeah. family, with his grandkids. It it blows my mind what what they're doing to this man because I really don't think he knows what what he's doing. Well, he we, doesn't know what he's doing. The people around him do, and those are the people running this country. Right, and that's the part that sickens me because I understand. Yes. Th- you know, this is the only way that this kind of abuse of our republic could happen, as you've somehow managed to destroy the principles of it. And corrupt it. And I need that to be fixed. So I need people like you to win again. What is the intention? What does the future look like for Myra Flores? I'm definitely running again. Um, but Good. I don't know when. But I'm definitely running again. You know, I'm really worried about our state of Texas just because, you know, it's changing. And if we don't really start investing in the Hispanic community. I hate identity politics. I do. And the only yeah, way to so. end it is by getting Hispanics to vote Republican. Hispanics are already conservative. You don't have to convince them to be pro-God, pro-life, pro-family. That is who we are. It's in our DNA, right? And you're pro-work. So <laughs> yes, and pro-work. Like, you know, that's so we're the thing. Republican. We just don't know it. <laughs> and you know something, Myra? I, I, I have a theory that, you know, when you look at the, the strength of the, what I call the Democrat mafia, and you look at their ability to destroy financial hubs, New York, New Jersey, Chicago, California, and destroy them. To me, it's time for people who are of good character, stuck in these terrible-run, mafia-run states, to make themselves uncomfortable and go save the states where there still is an opportunity to save. And the reason I wanted to have you on is, you know, I lived in I live in Florida now. I'm back visiting Chicago, but I live in Florida. And I did that, and I want every one of my listeners, we only allow decent people to listen. There's no Democrats listening right now. I want every one of my listeners to understand that they have a better opportunity of moving to Texas 
and supporting Myra Flores than we ever did of pretending Adam Kinzinger was anything other than a never-Trumper fraud that each Republican from Illinois who's ever elected proves himself to be. And I don't just mean Denny Haster, who likes to rub little kids. This is something I think people of Illinois need. So tell us what district you're running or you will be running it, or if you plan to move to a better district, what where should the people of Illinois who are considering Texas, where do you think they should go? Well, they definitely should move to Texas. I don't know, you know, um, when I'll be running, um, but I am staying in prayer, um, and and I hope that um, God gives me that that vision that I'm that I'm waiting for. And I trust Him 100, percent and I'll, I'll allow Him to to guide me, and and hopefully soon I'm able to make a, a decision. So we can keep an eye on you for right now at the <laughs> Texas Public Policy Foundation, correct? That's where you are now. Yes, I'm uh, working there with Texas Public Policy and passing. School choice. We're working very hard to pass school choice and property tax cuts. I'm still fighting for Texas um, and also working with Americano Media and working with the Spanish speaking community and educating them on the um, different political parties. We want them to make be able to make an educated vote. I want you to do two things for me. I want you to keep me posted on your future. You have an open line of communication yes, with me. And I want you to tell that beautiful daughter of yours that was rub- that rubbed elbows with the devil. She's got a <laughs> bright future ahead of her because she touched the devil and, it, and she lived to talk about it. Thank you very much, Myra Flores, for coming Thank on. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. You Bye-bye. Too. We'll be back with your calls and comments. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. <laughs> this is what I sing in my head as I skip through that urinal called O'Hare. And I look around, I say $8 billion with another $7 billion in the hopper. Who exactly is stealing this money? What did the dimwit and diapers do now? Thank you all. God bless you all. Let's go. Let's go late and lick the world. Let's get it done. Well, it ain't going to lick itself. What do you mean, lick the world? Lou Ragel, how are you, handsome? Oh, you're too kind. How are you, Sean? Good. How are you feeling, kid? I thank God I'm good. I just wanted, you know, all too often people call and complain, and I just wanted to say thank you. Uh, you, you the best part of listening to you is everybody who listens to you knows that you're a great friend of the truth. Oh, and that's all we can ask for. That's all we can ask for when we turn on the radio. Well, listen, I'm so glad I to hear from you. you. I really am. I think of you often. So thank you for making the call and stay in touch with me, will you? I'll always stay in touch with you. Stay see, good. You, Talk to you later. You too, Lou. You too. One of the greatest, really wonderful guy. Craig and Mount Greenwood, another wonderful guy. What's up there? Hey, hey Sean, how you doing, man? Splendid. Hey, listen, yeah. for the sake of your audience, because you, you full well know what I'm about to say. Now, here's the deal. Everything that this leftist regime does, in the, whether it be the, um, the uh, media with the left or our, all these uh, politicians, everything, it's all lies all the time. The Russian hoax stuff, the COVID stuff, the CO2 stuff, everything. They bring their experts on. They, all they do is give us lies and deceit. 
and everything yeah. like that. That's why you can't believe a word they say, and that's why a show like yours is so valuable, uh, because at least we can talk, hear the truth and talk about the truth while they're lying all day long yeah. on all these other stations. Listen, I'll, I appreciate that very much, but I, I got a good story. We're up against the clock, but I'll tell you something. Anybody that's willing to kill their own baby, they got no problem lying to you about numbers. 312-642-5600. Broadcasting from the Petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, in the nation, and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Just a good old boy. I used to love this show. Daisy Duke, forget about it, kid. Did you ever see her? I'm going back to the 70s and 80s. I think it was the 80s. Oh, the cutoffs. Are you nuts? In the meantime, let's talk about the true scandal at hand. And if you think the scandal is that some 21-year-old kid leaked evidence beyond the shadow of a doubt that we are neck deep in the lie that is the Ukraine war. Lie. We blew up Nord Stream 2, creating the greatest man-made eco-disaster in world history. It's all us, and it's all in the paperwork. But my position is very simple. The Pentagon, in 21 years, has lost $6 trillion with a T, and nobody lost a fracking job. You remember the first time they admitted it, Don Rumsfeld? We are, as they say... Uh, tangled in our anchor chain. Our financial systems are decades old. According to some estimates, we cannot track $2.3 trillion in transactions. The next day, the airplane hit the budget office. And then, just seven months ago, they admit they cannot find another $2.7 trillion. And then, all of a sudden, the war in Ukraine breaks out. So, these are important issues. Or, I'm sorry, it was already breaking out. It got heated even more. And they needed more money. And we ignore the fact of what Ukraine has always been a corrupt part of the Soviet Union. The wife of a Ukrainian politician has been caught allegedly smuggling $28 million and 1.3 million euros in cash. Don't look into that. So the leak had some lipstick put on it by General Ryder, spokes fraud. Thank you, General Ryder. So can you confirm that Airman Airman First Class Jack Teixeira, a member of the Massachusetts Air National Guard, is a person of interest in this leaked documents case? And I have several other questions. Sure. Um, So first of all, as I mentioned, there is an ongoing criminal investigation. And so uh, anything related to that, I'm going to need to refer you to the, the DOJ or the FBI. Not 30 minutes later, the DOJ arrests the kid. Can you speak at all to if anyone in the Department of Defense has reached out to this airman? Do you know where he is? Um, There are reports that law enforcement is closing in on this airman's location. Um, So has anyone been able to reach out to him? Uh, Again, Tara, I appreciate the question. But again, given that this is an ongoing investigation, I'm not going to be able to talk about the investigation or any potential DOJ actions. So I'd refer you to them. Okay. In the days after the leaks came to light, what steps has DOD taken to reduce the number of people who have access to not only these classified briefings, but the classified material in general? The reason I wanted to play this for you, they're not asking him what's in it. They're not asking him about the information that was released to the people. Instead, they're setting it up 
to turn the kid into a traitor rather than address the actual information. Merrick Garland's taken to the microphone at the Justice Department. Jack Douglas Teixeira, in connection with an investigation into alleged unauthorized removal, retention, and transmission of classified national defense information. Teixeira is an employee of the United States Air Force National Guard. FBI agents took Teixeira into custody earlier this afternoon without incident. He will have an initial appearance at the U.S. District Court for the District of Massachusetts. That's going to send a message to all the other patriots in our government that want to release the prima facie evidence that what runs our government is a mafia. So I wrote a substack about it in November. Nothing happened. I went to the FBI and filled out their witness tip line. There's a website. You fill out all these tips, uh, these web, web directions. I submitted it. If you lie to the FBI when you're submitting a tip like that, you can go to jail. I'm not lying. I'm telling the truth. Joe Biden is lying. Joe Biden is a criminal. That's the bottom line. I don't care if he goes to Timbuktu or Ireland or anywhere. He's a criminal. And I've got the evidence. If they put me in front of the grand jury that's right now seated in Wilmington with Special Prosecutor David Weiss, my testimony becomes the evidence that will put him in jail or will uh, lead to his impeachment. Boy, wouldn't that be nice? And Michael McCormick is assured one thing. He will never be allowed to testify in front of a grand jury because the $6 trillion that the Pentagon lost is the goal. They like it this way. That's why when they ask the generals about their actions of missing money, lives that are lost, they have no regrets. You said you executed the president's order. You didn't tell us what you advised the president to do. But do you have regrets about the withdrawal from Afghanistan? I support the president's decision. Do you have regrets of, about their withdrawal or how the withdrawal occurred from Afghanistan that cost the lives of 13 of our service members? I, I don't have any regrets. Uh, you don't have um, any regrets. Secretary Austin, uh, it's very telling. Has there ever been any accountability for anyone within the Department of Defense for the deadly, botched, and embarrassing withdrawal from Afghanistan? Any accountability? Hey, listen, our, our, our troops evacuated 124,000 people off of that airfield. Has anyone been held accountable? If a Navy captain grounded a ship, what happens immediately? Typically, that, that captain is removed. That captain is removed. Has anyone been held accountable for what happened in Afghanistan? To my knowledge, no. And Lloyd Austin still the number one broker at Raytheon. And this would be enough. But I remember when Joe Biden could form a sentence. I remember before it was obvious he was doing a shoot for a Depends commercial. I remember Joe Biden. Big difference to tell the American people the truth about what our options are in ending this war. If tomorrow the order goes out from the president, I'm president of the United States, I issue an order. End the war today, begin to withdraw all American troops. It will take a year to get the American troops out. Do you hear me now? That's the truth. It will take a year to get them physically out. Now, if you leave all the equipment behind, you might be able to do it in seven months. And you leave those billions of dollars of weapons behind, I promise they're going to be used against your grandchild and mine someday. And you leave those billions of dollars of weapons behind, I promise they're going to be used against your grandchild and mine someday. That's pre-dementia versus post-dementia. Thank you all. God bless you all. Let's go. Let's go lick the world. Let's get it done. I'm not licking the world. I'm not licking a Democrat. 
I don't want a Democrat licking me. Why don't you stay with your own mafia members? Hunter huh? diapers? 312-642-5600. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Now, when it comes to roofers, did I mention roofers? Mention roofers and service industry. Look who's on the phone. Like he's Karnak. Tom in Blue Island. Tom. Hey, Sean Giddos. What's up? Uh, Tom from Blue Island, your idiot contractor in the hood with today's uh, shooting update. Oh, we got another one? You saw one yesterday? I believe yeah, it was got, on the news today later, we got right? 50, today we got 56 in Racine. Hmm. Uh, we got a shootout between a couple of and I texted a buddy of mine who's a sergeant on the police department, and someone in the uh, entanglement did definitely get got, so we have a mortality today, sir. Oh, wow. Well, yesterday we just got a bill from the uh, ER for 240000 today in mortality. I wonder if only phone leader was a Walmart. It would have all stopped if they could have gone to a Walmart, buy some gardening tools instead of stealing them. You will get nothing and like it. In Libertyville. Hey, Sean, how are you? Wonderful, how are you? Remember uh, BJ and the Bear with stacks? Oh, buddy, BJ and the Bear. I wanted to be a trucker just because of that. <laughs> I was going to get a monkey, drive the country, solve crimes. You kidding me? I missed that show. I, want, I couldn't yeah. decide if I wanted that or Beretta. The parrot might have been easier to take care of than the monkey. Monkey shed, and then they rip your face off if, you, if they don't like you. Go ahead. Right. Yeah. Anyhow, uh, you know, I loved your uh, conversation with Myra. Thank you. And I work with a lot of Hispanics, and they don't vote. They hate Biden. They hate uh, Johnson, and they don't vote. Do you know what's they interesting? In this city, I have I have a theory on this. Me off. I have a theory on this. You have to understand something. We grew up with a certain naivete. We didn't grow up afraid of of our government per se. We knew it was corrupt, but it wasn't as corrupt as the Mexican government. It wasn't as corrupt as the Venezuelan government, the Cuban government, because these are people that live in an area where the, cr- the, the crooks are the cops, where the politicians right. allow the cartels to thrive like Mexico. So they have a distrust for government. And you know what the American government did? It proved them right. Because now you and I have to fear the Fourth Reich and the Biden administration. Who do you think these new IRS agents are coming for? You think they're coming for one of Hunter Biden's LLCs? You think they're going to come for John Kerry's son and all of the evidence of the crook bastard bag men they are? Of course not. They're coming for us. So those immigrants are right to fear their government. And our government is corrupt through and through. And that's how Joe Biden sits uh, in Ireland right now trying to rub a leprechaun. Probably making a pass at his wife and sniffing his kids, too, the creepy bastard. Joseph, Lake Forest. Yes, I heard this morning on the news that the uh, Biden administration is working on a digital programmable currency, and they hope to roll it out this summer. Yeah. If that happens, we have a zero freedom. But if that happens, he will have paid off his pimps, the Chinese communist government. He's already destroyed the integrity of our nation the integrity of our currency. He's already used our foreign policy to turn us into the villains around the world. I mean, he's delivering like a streetwalker to Huggy Bear. Only this time, Huggy Bear looks like the number one son on a Charlie Chan movie. 312-642-5600.
5,600. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. I've been watching our next guest for quite a while. I remember when she was a top health advisor at the White House, back when everything was better, focusing on domestic policy, an oversight investigator and legislative director of the U.S. Senate. She is now the director of the Alliance of Healthcare Sharing Ministries. She is Katie Talento. Katie, how are you? I am great, Sean. I'm still jamming from your intro music, which I always love. Oh, it's the best. Are you kidding me? You have to cheer up. I'm, I'm, as I'm about to interview you, uh, right here in the sewer, once great city of Chicago, is now sewer of corruption. A school bus gets shot during a carjacking on what used to be a good neighborhood called Little Italy. And it's just the norm now. And I'm wondering, will Obamacare cover that? And then you remember, it doesn't really matter. Nobody has insurance, so Obamacare doesn't exist. Healthcare costs are parabolic. They're up 400% plus than just 2009, and nobody seems to mind the failure. 50% less doctors, 50% less hospitals. I mean, we're turning to these idiots. And I was listening to this clip. I said, get me Katie Talento. Listen to this. So new this morning, up to 15 million people may no longer be covered by their Medicaid after a pandemic era protection expired yesterday. So I don't know what I'm mad about, that a, a, Pandera, a pandemic era welfare program covered 15 more million people or that they're going to lose it. I mean, do we even know the complexities of failure when it comes to the American healthcare system? No, I mean, the failure, it, it, it's exponential in every direction. I, I, we could talk for 10 hours on how corrupt and broken the healthcare system is. Although I will say that, you know, at least with Obamacare or Medicaid, you can get, you know, that double mastectomy for your 13-year-old at no cost. Only if she calls herself Peter. Otherwise, That's you're on your own. And, you know, this goes to show, when you look back, because this is the perspective we have. We have the benefit of history. And, of course, it vindicated our predictions of the failure. But when you look back, it was never really about success, as so many of the government programs are. It's about control. And now that they have absolute and total control, do the American people remember a time when they didn't? Or is it that they realize the American people will be willing and used to slavery if they can just keep them calm for the first 10 years? Well, I think it's just a question of how sick we are. I mean, if we are really, really sick, which we are getting sicker every year, um, then we get more and more dependent and scared about anyone who threatens to take away our health care. And that's, of course, always you know, kind of the line that's thrown at people, at politicians during election season is, you know, don't hands off my health care, hands off my Medicare, hands off my Obamacare. And so, you know, that wouldn't be such a problem. It wouldn't be such an effective message. If everyone wasn't sick as a dog, I mean, we are sicker than ever. The CDC just came out with new numbers on autism. It's one in 34 kids, Sean. One in 22 boys. So, I mean, this is Katie, this was one unheard in 10, of. This was unheard of when I was a kid. What changed? Uh, me too. Unheard me too. of. There was no such. We had a kid, Christopher. He could, you know, lift a Buick up. He was a little slow on the uptake, but he, I mean, that was it. You never even heard of any of this. I have to trace this back to how medicated we are. We are the most heavily medicated country in world history. 80% of antidepressants taken by 
not just all the shooters lately, but 80% taken by kids. What is going on with this nation? Why are we so sickly? Why are we so susceptible to this corruption? And why doesn't anybody want to change it? Well, that is a, the answer to that question is very long, but I, I'll give you two reasons. First, the, the pharmaceutical industrial complex, which is absolutely corrupt on every level and has corrupted Republicans as much as Democrats, sure. perhaps more. And, you know, they have more lobbyists in Washington than all other industries combined. It's, um, you know, it's, it's, it's unheard of how many, I mean, it's just, it's sick. So that's, that's one problem. And, you know, we see sort of Lord Anthony Fauci is the master of the pharmaceutical universe. He doles out all money to all academic medical centers. And, you know, they have to do all these clinical trials to prove that one pharma drug is, is better than the other pharma drug. No one is out there funding research as to how we can stay healthy and off of pharma drugs, right? There's no research on that. And, you know, it's also not rocket science. Maybe we don't need research. Maybe we need to eat like our great-grandparents did. Yeah. Maybe we need to live a little bit more. I think like it was Galileo did. made it to 84. I don't remember him being on heart pills. But the reality is um, this was obvious when it came to Operation Warp Speed, and I attack it, and I don't care if Trump did it. I don't care who did it. I never bought it. You have Switzerland 100%. just said we are not using it. They pulled it off the shelves. They forbid it to be used. You have areas and countries already paying dividends of the side effects. Everyone's walking around like a Chicago female Democrat that voted for, for Lori Lightfoot. You got the Bell's palsy, the Jimmy leg. You're dragging yourself around like it's some sort of zombie movie. In the meantime, this country has squashed the side effects, and they did from the beginning. We have women who are screwed up. I have a, a, a doctor that I watch in Europe. And he has women on who have been vaccinated. They're never the same. Mothers who are now in wheelchairs. And this is something when Ron Johnson was doing it two and a half years ago, he was left alone on an island. The Republicans didn't help him. The Democrats tried to shut him up. When are we going to start to realize the rest of the world knows the corruption, knows the failure in the vaccine, and stop doing it to our people as right now today the CDC recommends we give it to seven-month-old babies? Yeah, well, to answer your question as to when we might wake up about this, I actually think that there is very useful uh, movement in the political sphere with Bobby Kennedy announcing his presidency, his run for the presidency, rather. And so, you know, he is probably the leading light of all sort of, you know, rationality when it comes to taking down the pharmaceutical complex and, you know, asking reasonable and appropriate questions about the children's vaccine schedule and a number of other things, including, you know, what the heck the FDA is doing and why they're trying to kill children. And, you know, I think he's going to inject a lot of really appropriate sanity into this conversation. He's going to force it into the conversation. I mean, Sean, he, he hasn't even, he, he filed like five minutes ago. He hasn't even had his formal announcement and he's already at 10% in the Democrat primary. Well, I have to tell you, I bought his book, the real Anthony Fauci. I, I listen, I, Me too. I like a lot of the, the you know, John F. Kennedy's tax policy was Ronald Reagan's policies. I like that John F. Kennedy's stance on everything from Marilyn Monroe to the CIA. However, um, can he do it? He's a thousand years old. He sounds like garbage. I know he's sick. He's got a throat thing, but that's not good for running for office. And he's doing it as a Democrat. And they love the K Street lobbyists wetting their beaks. So, I mean, do we have the character to go back to a non-bribe system? Well, I mean, I don't know. First of all, on, on Kennedy's prospects, 
I am, I could be wrong and my memory could be failing me, but I have never heard of a Kennedy who did not win an election for any office at any level. So I don't think, I think we would underestimate his prospects at our peril. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, you never know. The Democrat machine could do to him what they did to his dad when he was rising in a primary. So you Ooh. never know. <laughs> God forbid we yes. need to pray for his safety. I'll tell you what, this country would be better off if he won. And I disagree with him on a, tr- on a plethora of policies. But this brings me to our, our other point. I Donald Trump did as a president far better than I expected him to do. I attacked a lot of his policies. I'm not a fanboy. However, phenomenal president in foreign policy, the best that I can think of in, in, in American history, the best peace throughout the land, the rest of it. Very, very good in domestic uh, regulation, in domestic economic, in energy sector. Really very good. But I can separate those policies. Terrible in, in Operation Warp Speed. Terrible in not doing what he's made to do, and that is fire people in allowing this swindler, pickle-faced Fauci, to hold his job. Can he win with those massive failures in his past? So it's a good question. I mean, I I think we should also have the same analysis when it comes to President Trump, which is, you know, he's the only one in the Republican primary who actually has won the presidency. So I think we underestimate his prospects at our peril. Um, and, And he's looking better and better every day, honestly. Like his interview with Tucker the other night was fantastic. Um, so I think he's, I think he's, I think his, his prospects are really strong. You know, he is the absolute leader, but to your point, I mean, thank God, I thank God every day that I left the white house before COVID struck because I, I I do, I'm so grateful not to have that, you know, tainting my, my character, but, um, I, I have to imagine that he was told on every side that he had to do this or that. But I don't I don't think that anyone gets a pass for sort of being deceived by the deep state. Like we can't have people who are deceived by the deep state. Um, I don't think he'll make that mistake again. I think I I don't I don't think he I think he he had the right instincts and he squashed his own instincts. And I I think he's learned that lesson. I don't think he'll do that again. Well, I, I think he also he would he would gain tremendous support if he were to admit this is not in his character, though, to admit it was a huge mistake. If he were to come out and say, listen, thinking and trusting Big Pharma to produce something that worked, that didn't have side effects, and name it Warp Speed was a huge mistake by me. If I would have fired Fauci, the world would be better. If he just does that, he's got me 100%. But right now, these are the things that I say, no, no, no. Between that and pumping out the money and not caring who got it, I think that was, we tried to imitate the velocity of money and you called it pay protection loans and pop, 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 all that other nonsense. Those are the only mistakes I think Donald Trump made. And I expected him to make a lot more. But he was so phenomenal with economic, energy, and foreign policy. I think if he did that, he would ingratiate himself to the people like me and even Democrats who know that Joe Biden is is a traitor and a crook. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. I think it would be helpful for his campaign um, if he were to come out and address the issue. I mean, it, you're, it, it, you're right that it's not his nature, but I will say, I, I don't, you know, since he was booed at a rally for bragging about warp speed, I haven't heard him brag about the vaccine since then. Good. Um, I, so, so that's step one, like, let's stop bragging about warp speed. <laughs> but yeah. now I think it's time for some, you know, public reflection from him on 
what happened. And, you know, even just a little scapegoating would probably be helpful. Like if he just, you know, sort of smeared Fauci, said the truth about Fauci and kind of threw him under the bus and, and recognize that, you know, we got to fire all these deep staters next time around. You know, I think I think that would scratch the itch you're talking about. Blue state non-Democrats, non-mafia members were taken advantage of in a movement called the Tea Party. The entire Tea Party was started to repeal Obamacare, which at that time, not just experts, but everyone knew that it would result in less doctors, massive increase in price. I don't hear anybody run against it. Nobody anymore. Do you not no, think that should be it. somebody? We can't, Sean. I mean, everyone ran against it. And when we tried to repeal and replace it with this, like, god-awful Frankensteinian bill, um, because repealing and replacing it is extremely complex, what we found is that there aren't the votes in our own party. Um, Obamacare, and, there, and the reason for that isn't really our own party's fault, as, as I think most of us are often inclined to think it is. It's, it, our, the members of our party who cannot vote for a repeal and replace bill are doing so because their voters support the ACA. They support it. It's wildly popular. And so I just don't I, think yeah. there is there is a vote left. Well, here's the thing, Katie, that I don't think, uh, you know, you know I, I know you're aware of it, but I don't think politicians are, and it's a tremendous problem. I have a, a, a friend of mine who spent his entire life as a Chicago Democrat. He's not one anymore, and he actually worked in that pension system. If you remember in the beginning, Obamacare passed it because he was able to, to give carve-outs and cutouts to his, his constituents, the unions. Well, since this, in the last five years, the unions kicked off these 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 uh, retired municipal workers from the insurance. They don't have Blue Cross Blue Shield. They were forced to go on Medicare and Medicaid, and now they're, they're they, they were double crossed. And these are the guys that are seventy, seventy two, sixty eight. These are the guys that need it the most, and they're livid. I think we need just a couple of guys to so, to show some fortitude and really discuss the issues because if we keep this Leviathan in place, we're always going to be second place. Always. We're always going to be in second place. And I don't care that they're afraid of it. you got to have courage when it's the most difficult. This is a, a system of absolute failure. The average family of four is paying $2,500, whether the government subsidizing them, their employer subsidizing. It's insanity when this was something just a few years ago that was a quarter of the price. So we need to go back to those days, and only people of courage should be able to do that. I think Trump could pull it off. He's somebody that could run against it. And I think it's an entire new revolution for a Tea Party Part 2, minus the low-life scumbags like Adam Kinzinger. So here's what I would say to that. You are right that healthcare costs, premiums, deductibles, all of it, have, you know, triple, quadrupled. It's, it's, it's outrageous. But I would offer to you for your consideration that when we, you know, lose elections over repealing and replacing Obamacare, which we will, and we have. And the 2018 was, was one of them. When we do that, we are going down over a small sliver of the population. Obamacare only affects, there are only about 10 million people enrolled, maybe 12 million now enrolled in the Obamacare exchanges. But everyone is getting raped and pillaged by the healthcare industry. And it's not because of Obamacare. We need to be focusing our attention on what is driving up the cost for everyone else. 
And, you know, honestly, if we bought insurance for all 12 million of those people, which we practically already are anyway, yeah, we, are. we could we could stop fighting about, you know, how much coverage they should get and how much they should pay and what the coverage should cover and all that. We don't have to fight about that anymore. Yeah. We could actually go after the healthcare swamp, which is gouging everybody, lying to them about prices, drugging and just them. lining each other's pockets. We're drugging them. The whole damn country's on exactly. some sort of drug. Not to mention they're all fat slobs. We need spoon control. All right. In the meantime. Katie Toledo, I appreciate what you do. And if I ever win the presidency, even if I manage to break off Florida and and make it its own country, you're going to be my NIH director. Deal? Oh, no. (laughs) I I appreciate it. Cheer for secession. I'm going to get you in the big house soon. Thank you very much for coming on the show. Thanks, Sean. We'll be back with your calls and comments. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. I think she said no. Did she say no? She said no. She said, doesn't want to be my NA. All right. Well, you're going to have to be able to take a few overhand rights, because it's going to take forever to rip out. This failed fascism we've gotten so used to. I mean, after all, look at how used to the lie of the fraud of Social Security attacks on you and your employer. And yet every ret Republican pretends it's some problem that the government has to fund. I remember when old lady face Mitch McConnell was taught a lesson by the great memory of Ronald Reagan. What's going on with the debt? It's very disturbing, and it's, it's driven by the three big entitlement programs that are very popular, Medicare, Social Security, and Medicaid. Now, by the way, now that we're all used to Obamacare, you're going to throw that in the mix, too. And the government will have to grow, and it'll have to get bigger, and there will be more taxes, and your money and your liberty will get smaller and smaller and smaller. But Ronnie Reagan had a way of just explaining it. Social Security has nothing to do with the deficit. Social Security is totally funded by the payroll tax levied on employer and employee. Social Security is entirely funded by the tax you and your employer pays. But the government takes the money and steals it in the general fund. This whole fracking thing is a money laundering scheme. That's 70% of what we spend every year. The subject we were just discussing, the funding of the government, is about 30% of what we spend. If you reduce the outgo of Social Security, that money would not go into the general fund to reduce a deficit. It would go into the Social Security Trust Fund. So Social Security has nothing to do with balancing a budget or erasing or lowering the deficit. And then we admitted that we don't even have a fund. We never had a fund. They lied because they're politicians. By the way, how's old lady face Mitch doing? I think him, Diane Feinstein, and Jimmy Carter are all taking a ride on Pacific Coast Highway. Huh? What the hell is taking so long? Frankie, Lake County. Hey, hey Sean, these days remind me of uh, cruising up and down Harlem Avenue, you know, with the cars. And, yeah, oh, yeah. Know, yeah, those are going to be memories you're going to tell your grandkid. When you had yeah. cars and you could go for a ride, they're going to have electric vehicles yeah, right. and tokens on how many, they can, they, how many rides they can go on in a month. Yeah, I pull my muscle car in, and, and uh, all the kids, they look like it's, like, from uh, outer state, <laughs> you know? What do you got? What kind of car you And uh, it's funny, but, you know, have, since I got to the call, you know, I called in, I talked to anybody, I said, you know, Google, try Googling 
real questions and see what comes up. And it's it, it won't even it won't even register. The All question right. will not. They won't. Like, what do you mean, answer. like a real question like this? Is yeah. Joe Biden a two bit whore? Let's see what comes up. <laughs> uh, let's go, Brandon. Become code for insulting Joe Biden. All right, you're not bad. There you go. This isn't yeah, bad. Right? Republicans mock uh, uh, damaged Biden's speech, uh, accuse him of be- suffering from dementia. Well, you know, it's not that terrible. The evil Google does answer once in a while. Now, now tell me what kind of car you got. What kind of muscle car you got? Well, I got a. Uh, well, I used to have a, a, a Mustang, but I I restored a '67 uh, Dodge. It's a Coronet. Oh it's yeah, forty engine, big block. Sure, it's a square style. Uh, I know, I know what it is. Like, I grew up in the auto business, but that's a Mopar. No, no, not Mopar. Yeah. What's right? Is it Mopar? What's what? Mopar? Yep. Yeah. yeah, and we did Delco. So I was around the Corvettes, the. Uh, the oh, Buicks, yeah, yeah. you know, the old Buicks and the Oldsmobiles. How about Oldsmobile? How could Oldsmobile go out of business? The best car ever. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, what are you going to do? We got oh, memories, Frankie. Yeah. Yeah, we got them. These kids, they don't even leave their fracking the room. They all got cleavage, the whether they're boys or girls. It's despicable. Thank you, Frankie. Thanks, buddy. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM 560, The Answer. AM 560, The Answer. You're not talking about Joe Biden licking the world. Kamala Harris was the only one who took her shirt off and said, I'm in. Trent! See how your brain works? There's six, where you're sick. John and Palatine. Hey, Sean, how are you? Very good. How are you? Good. Hey, I was thinking about how long do you think it took him to tell Kamala, listen, put your shirt on. He was only kidding. It was a faux pas. Go ahead. Well, I think he was looking at the younger girls. Yeah, oh, but, there's uh, a shot. Tell you, you sexist hey, listen, pig. Listen, uh, I was listening to the charges uh, that uh, that they were announcing against that uh, young Patsy serviceman. And uh, I was thinking, what about any of those? couldn't apply to the uh, dementia commander in briefs we have in office right now. Well, Joe Biden is the traitor that the mafia called our government is protecting. And what that kid did is far more patriotic than what any of these red bastard colonels that lie about Nord Stream 2, that lie about the Ukrainian Nazis, that lie about the money we're giving to the to the to the despots in Africa, in Central America. So that kid is a thousand times the patriot that this Benedict Arnold traitor, some call president is. That's just my two cents. I agree. Thank you. Uh, thank you, brother. I'll never forget when they did this with Snowden. Never forget. But wait a minute. He 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 said that the, the government is spying on the citizens and they don't have to have any any evidence that they are circumventing the Fourth Amendment, that they're circumventing the, the right to privacy, and they're circumventing even their FISA court, which is a joke in itself. And everyone said, he's a traitor. That's exactly what they're saying right now. In the meantime, are you paying attention? To what our supposed allies are doing? There are comments that have landed the French president in hot water. Emmanuel Macron saying Europe must avoid being drawn into any conflict between the U.S. and China over Taiwan. His remarks were made in an interview oh, following... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait a minute there, you cheese-eating surrender monkey. I thought you were on our guy. How much money we back them? How much energy? How much everything we give these idiots? In the meantime, here's a guy married to some old woman who uh, is supposed to be on my team. And now you're on Xi Jinping's team? Huh. 
Their comments that have landed the French president in hot water. Emmanuel Macron saying Europe must avoid being drawn into any conflict between the U.S. and China over Taiwan. His remarks were made in an interview following his three-day state visit to Beijing, where he was given a rock star welcome by President Xi Jinping. Wait a minute! You were given the rock star. Well, I had to hear another story about how our dimwit in diapers did seventeen thousand miles with the uh, number one son. I met more with Xi Jinping than any world leader has over the last 10 years. Over, uh, excuse me, 91 hours of just one-on-one conversations. 91 hours of just one-on-one conversation. Is that when you decided to be a traitor to your nation? You traitorous rat? Was it during one of those hours? Which hour was it? Because I like when you have the hitch in your giddy-up. America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was in the foot him, uh, foot, Spit it me, out. foothills of the Himalayas with Xi Jinping, traveling with him. Yeah, and then, and then here in Ireland. 68 in person. I've traveled 17,000 miles with him through Asia, primarily through China. You want me to play where he says don't jump again? Because he says that every time he opens his denture-ridden mouth. You want, to, you want to do that? I'm more interested in what happened with the French guy. Speaking to reporters from Lesico and Politico, Macron said Europe has no interest in accelerating the conflict. Do we have an interest in speeding up? It's like peace is breaking out in spite of all of our third world coup d'etats and our own sabotage to the American way of life. On the subject of Taiwan, no. The worst of things would be to think that we Europeans must be followers on this subject and adapt ourselves to an American rhythm and a Chinese overreaction. His comments have stoked anger and alarm by some as being too accommodating of Beijing. Reaffirming his vision of strategic autonomy, he added that Europe should strive to become the third superpower in the global order. The third superpower in the global order? Does that mean that Europe will start to de-dollarize? <gasps> but what about all the money we've given you? We pretended it was normal. You were married to that old lady. What about all of that? and not a vessel in the U.S.-China clash. Remarks that the Polish Prime Minister says diminishes the EU-U.S. relationship. Wait a minute, the Polish guy says that too? We just gave him a bunch of money. You think he's mad because he was so many of his innocent people were killed with our missile from the Ukrainians? We said, point it over there, dummies. Told you not to give him weapons. Alliance with the United States is an absolute foundation of our security, which is based on two pillars, economic cooperation and in the field of defense. So- this is going to be great. This will go down as the greatest failure in American foreign policy history. And we've got some big ones. But don't tell these warmongering, war profiteering whores that have sold out the principles of America for a little under the table money. Right, Condi? Say to those who are going to run for office, uh, be careful what you say. And I would just make one other point. Um, If the American people see a world in which Vladimir Putin and Xi Jinping have won this Mm -hmm. engagement, this first volley, if you will, in the largest strategic... Condi, by the way, you're aging terribly. Condi, what if uh, the information that we're getting from our own Pentagon, you know, it's leaked a little bit. What if it's an admission of us sabotaging peace around the world? What if it's about us sabotaging and creating the great greatest eco ecological disaster known to man what if it's about your years in government and all of the murder and mayhem for nothing we have heard that a half a million children have died i mean that's more children than died when, when in hiroshima 
and and you know is the price worth it I think this is a very hard choice but the price we think the price is worth it good news is she's in hell now paying for that but who's going to pay for this the United States will commit $55 billion to Africa over the next three years, a White House official has said. National security- I wonder, is that going to go just to the, the, the totalitarian despots that are turning their own people into slaves and murdering them? Or is it going to go to the people and maybe could fight off the slaves? I don't know. I got an idea where I think it's going to go. The Duchess of Chaffington, how's her class going at Columbia? And uh, did they talk about Libya and the open slave market? And uh, No. Uh, probably not. 312-642-5600. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Oh, the Hawks. I don't know, after hearing Rocky Wirtz, after hearing him talk... I didn't really care for the old man, gangster that he was, short in the pants. In the meantime, uh, I, I don't even care. And it's a shame because I love the Hawks. Love him. I went to the game when Darcy Rhoda and Ivan Boulder were playing. You know who that is, Squirrel? No, of course not. I do. Wonderful guys. Great hockey players. Reason the Hawks were great, but I'm not willing to go into that ghetto and get robbed for it. Greg in Lake Geneva. Hey, Sean, get us, bud. Thank you, brother. I'm sitting in the shore. We're getting even right now, looking out all over the water. It's 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 beautiful. Oh, it is. But aside from that, yeah. uh, news report about Mike Pence's response to the uh, Air National Guard man that got uh, that did all the releasing. And it's funny how you know you said it before. How oh, it's all about how did this happen and mm-hmm. what do we do? What about the info? About what was released? That's why. That's because they don't want the American people to look at the information. The worst fear they have is that you'll look at exactly what these scallywags are doing, and somebody will say, "What about the six trillion dollars, whores?" That's what they're afraid of. Yeah, and also then China is now releasing documents showing that uh, they've been working, shoveling millions of dollars toward Hunter Biden, the Biden crime family. Good. I hope they do. China is releasing documents. Do you know how stupid we look to everybody? Even oh, yeah. even the pimps that bought our whores. You know how stupid we look? And nobody looks dumber than this dim one. And I never understood what he meant when he said, Joey, I worry about you. He leaned over. I said, Pop, what do you worry about? He said, you're too much. You're too much like that guy who led the revolution. Instead of the guy who was the prime minister. I said, he said, you got to be less like the military guy. He doesn't know what the frack he's talking about. He can't remember anybody's name in his story. He doesn't even know if he's talking to his grandmother or grandfather that dimwit in diapers. Thank you, Greg, for calling. It's a horrible joke. I, mean, I hope you don't get stuck behind the Pritzker this weekend when you're trying to get a cheeseburger in Lake Geneva. Thank you very much. Robert in Bloomingdale, you don't want to be behind the wow. Pritzker in a hamburger line. My no, I no, I would tell him off if I if I were standing near that guy. But yeah. now you know Biden, well, his empty promises and um and goofy stories, and then he what really tops the cake on this stuff. Three people are killed in Tennessee, 
He's talking about his ice cream, and his name is Joe Biden. Six people. You know, what, a, Six people. what an idiot. Oh, yeah, come on, Robert. The good news is he's even the leprechaun in Ireland is looking at him like, what the hell's wrong with these people? Ah, it's an embarrassment. Glenn in Oak Brook. Yeah, hey, Sean. So they got the uh, guy with the uh, uh, document today. They yeah. arrested him. The Patriots still won't. Yeah, they still won't uh, tell us who leaked the uh, Supreme Court. Uh, uh, it was a Democrat asset, a Democrat apparatchik. He'll get away with it. They also weren't interested in the leaks that came out during the Trump years. They also don't want to tell you that we have a general still to this day that during the time of the Trump presidency, he called his Chinese counterpart to tell him, don't worry, Trump's out. You want to talk about a fracking traitor? That's who's that's who's running our country. Traitors. All of them. Every single one of them. And the worst thing that they can have happen is you be aware of it. I just see us having walked into a trap. I see Europe as the big loser of this, by the way. I see Europe as the huge loser of this. I don't know why when the U.S. blew up the Nord Stream pipeline that we're all silent about it. Europe's not silent. They're enjoying the Chinese. The comments that have landed the French president in hot water. The rats are running from the corrupt ship called American foreign policy. That kid isn't a traitor or a leaker. He's a patriot. The traitor is the one in the depends. I'll be back in 21 hours. Don't just have a great night. Have an American night. <laughs> 